Hello, my friend. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? We are well, thank you. Do you come in the love and the light of the Infinite One Creator? I do. Do you as well? We do. Very good. Today we would just like to, if this is okay with, with the, a topic for discussion for a, a brief while of your time, we wanted to expand a little bit more on our previous chat regarding the intensification of the ongoings on your planet at this time the escalation of that, and as well as expand upon more about how the fourth density children that are coming in will progress along their own line as, and, and how they will interact more with third density, if that's okay. I think that would be wonderful. Okay, we'll start with the original. We wanted to say that on a global level, your populace as a whole is in great turmoil. We, we, we feel that from our perspective from our vantage point. And as we stated before, we don't usually speak about specific events. If we do, we keep it very generalized because these events are constantly in motion in your motion terms. We will we will start there. So we will begin with, as we stated the last time, the level of communication that is available across your planet from one third density being to another on other sides of the planet, different cultures, religions, things of that nature is much more rapidly available than it was perhaps 40 of your years ago, 50, etc. What we'd like to reiterate with this present conflicts that are occurring all within your globe, not just the, the primary one in the Middle East that everybody seems to be focused upon at this moment, but what we would like to say is that the, the leaders and all of these conflicts, not just in your Israel-Palestine regions, but other regions as well as in your um, Eastern Europe and on the other side of the globe on, on smaller countries, and then also the difficulties that your continent Africa has been experiencing for millennium. So what we'd like to say is that the present, what you would term leaders of all of these different nations and or factions, however they call themselves, their decisions in your particular moment of your history are going to be much more dramatic than those that were determined in your previous Vietnam War, World War II, and or World War One, basically because of the level of communication that's available and the overall involvement of the population that wasn't quite as intense back in your previous wars. It was, but there was a much more lack of an understanding upon the uh, civilian population versus the the higher ups, the governments, the the tribal leaders. There was there was a, there was a funneling of information, but it, it was very much filtered. It was very much distorted when it was delivered to the populace, and the populace did not have the resources nor the level of awareness to disseminate what was true and what was not, because they were not able to compare and contrast what they were receiving to the other parts that were that we were that you were having conflict with. Now that that somewhat has been eradicated, you are going to see much more involvement within the civilian population in all of these different skirmishes across your globe because of the level of communication that the more knowing of what another people's is going through as well as your own the civil, the civil uh, citizens of those different warring nations will will be able to look at one another, communicate with one another, and commiserate with one another. Oh, I'm a mom. I lost my two children because of this this shooting and or this bombing. So one mom will say that on side A. On side B, another mother will have the same experience. I lost my child, two children, due to a shooting and or bombings. And so they have the capacity to communicate 
to one another about their experiences. And as a result of this, they realize that they are essentially experiencing the same thing at the hands of their quote unquote leaders and or government that are perpetuating and or causing these conflicts within. So there's much more awareness that is delivered to the overall population insofar as what's going on. And as a result of that increased knowledge that that most of your civilians are able to attain on a quick and ready basis, the more apt they will be to come together as a group and try to change these dynamics of their governments for more for, to benefit all, not just the ones at the top of the heap. So that's what we wanted to sort of expand upon insofar as different wars, conflicts that are occurring, not just in your Middle East and or Europe, but all throughout the globe. It's not just these few isolated places. It's occurring on different levels everywhere. However, those conflict and or wars have increased in magnitude significantly, and the severity of weapons that are involved has greatly increased with much less consideration for the ramifications of using those weapons. The weapons are very advanced and available. However, the foresight to see the damage that can really occur is not there. It becomes even much more dangerous than it did, say, in your World War One, where certain atomic bombs weren't readily available or nuclear bombs or things of that nature. It's gotten way past that. This is why these conflicts today are a little more, not a little more, a lot more serious because the majority of your world population knows these weapons exist, and they also know the ramifications that can occur if they are utilized. So this becomes a very, a lot of responsibility put on your leaders' parts, whether they want to advance their own interests and their own government across the globe, uh, regardless of whom it hurts, and the other folks that are not wanting to use these weapons and see that, yes, it can impact all. And so what can we do to negate this? What can we do to influence everybody to come to one consensus regarding the use of such dramatic warfare? Okay, thank you. We may take a moment and unpack that. There's a lot in in what you just gave us. Mm -hmm. The differences between earlier conflicts, earlier, earlier times of of warfare and today, the communication and availability of immediate information to the general populace is afforded by the additional com- improved in communication yes. in the population. Yes. The communication is still experience. Yes. Correct? In earlier days, the information was potentially available, but it was relatively speaking, delivered slowly. Yes. And so consequently, the experiences for the general populace were experienced more slowly, and they had more time to digest the information as it was released, however accurate. Yes, yes. And the, the, level, of, the level of distortion of delivery of the information in the earlier times, it was more in control of the governments of those particular nations that were fighting because this event would happen and they would say, well, we have this this telegram, the type thing. We can tell people right away, but let's not do that. We, we want to control. We want to release this information in a slow fashion as to not get the populace all worked up all because all of these 
horrible things that are occurring in a relatively short period of time. So that information is intentionally delayed to the population, not only due to the lack of communication systems, but also due to the hesitation or the reluctance of the higher-ups to hoard that information, to not allow their people to know the real picture. And again, on a different level, in your present days, with your present technology that's available, there is that distortion again from some of your world leaders that put out on your internet information that is incorrect. However, there's enough education within the populace to recognize that, oh, I see this. I don't really think that's true. It doesn't resonate with me. Oh, I don't think this is true. It's fake. Let me go do some other research to verify if what I'm seeing and or reading is accurate. So there, and again, there's also more awareness, more consciousness today than there was, say, in your World War I era, because the, the consciousness has evolved somewhat. And so there is that that pause that, okay, all this information is coming in now. Is this really true? Do I re- Does this resonate with me? And if it does, okay, let me just make sure. And if it doesn't, let me really make sure. Let me go to other sources that are more reliable. Let me communicate with people that are in those particular regions that are in conflict with my particular country. So they can compare, compare notes, but they're not on a governmental level. They're just one civilian to another. explaining their experiences and they're both coming to the realization that they're both experienced both horrible things and to what end. The awareness and the ability to communicate amongst one another is elevated, but also so is the um, distortion of information that's delivered is easily distorted as well. But what we will emphasize is that the awareness of the population has increased enough for most people to recognize that, and if even if they do or not accept it, they have the resource to, resources to verify if what they're being told is correct. Okay. The question that I'm leading up to has to do with, the, with our capacity to process this information. And in, we'll just call it yesteryear, the information was delivered more slowly, and so the experiences were encountered more slowly and we had more opportunity to parse the information and uh, adjudicate our belief in its accuracy or effects and so forth. And we've talked about the irritation level of the population because of the higher frequency of the planet itself as well as the increased heaviness that the population is feeling. With the additional or adding on to that the the velocity with which information is delivered and so consequently the velocity of the experiences being encountered I would think would also exacerbate that irritation within the population would it not? It, it, it does it does definitely irritate the population again we'll just regress a little bit in your yesteryear as you as you stated that information as horrific as it was was parceled out to the the regular civilians so they could they had a little bit of information at a time they didn't have any visuals they didn't have your CNN your ABC right there on the scene projecting images right away in in real time they didn't have any of that so they would get a small caveat of what's really going on but without it didn't really hit homes because there were no photographs of what was really going on. There were no interviews with with the family members that had been killed and or kidnapped. So that added effect that would evoke a lot of compassion and questioning of why this, this conflict is occurring is not available. And also the awareness isn't quite there, even if it was. They wouldn't, at that particular time, many of them would just 
not believe that this was true. There's no way that humans can possibly do this. As was stated during your World War II, when all of those effects were happening within the, the Germany with trying to exterminate a certain population, nobody really believed that. Oh, oh, I read it in this newspaper, but this can't be. This, There's no way. It just did not make sense. And without further information and without real-time visualization, it wouldn't really sink in until much, uh, much later after the fact. So whereas today, there is that automatic communication where you can see somebody some mother on the other side of the globe, and perhaps you and your country have nothing to do with that conflict, but you can at least have great compassion for those people and what's going on. And all of that information, that, that the interviews that you have, the, the media people that are filming it, the radio, the TV, everything, all of those things come together at once and just boom, they're in a person's face all at once. There is no little bit, oh, this happened. Oh, okay, that's really bad. Oh, and then a month later, this happened. Okay, yeah, that's not so good. But when it all is displayed and shown in real time as it's really happening, people can't deny it. They can't say, well, there's, there's, this isn't happening. They aren't intentionally slaughtering babies and children and killing adults. This, this can't be, but it's there. So, so it's much more in their face. They can't ignore it anymore. They have to address it. And the level of compassion that is generated within the majority of the population will help facilitate, hopefully, a change in all of these behaviors and warlike attitudes that, that your populace has participated in basically since the beginning. In order to parse this, as you're phrasing it, I would think that there would have to be an increase in critical thinking as well. Does the increased awareness automatically translate into additional critical thinking ability? Yes, we were, what, what we would say is that the increased awareness does translate into increased critical thinking. However, it's as we've stated before, many things are available, but if the individual does not have the desire to, nor puts forth the energy or the effort to, to achieve that, it, it's, it's for naught, basically. So the capacity for critical thinking is much more readily available to, to this influx of information that's coming all at once. And the awareness is high enough to where it can be looked at with some critical thinking, but also with a large emotional complex. So you, you combine those together and you can get a dramatic effect. But the critical thinking, as you stated, was not quite, it was available, but it was not quite attainable in yesteryear because of the lack of information that was coming from the, the war scenes. But also the populations were very homogenous still at that time. They were not interacting with other parts of the world. So they didn't know what was going on over here or they don't understand their customs. They don't understand that why if you if you don't wear shoes when you go into somebody's house, that's an insult. They, so those kinds of things they might've known, but they didn't understand why. They just said, well, that's stupid. Why would you do that? But now the information as to why this is important, then there's more understanding and more respect. Ah, oh, I see why this is so important to you. I understand that. I can respect that now versus dismissing it as being something silly. We still interpret these new experiences even more, even if there is more truth or representation of what actually is going on. We still filter that through the lens that we currently hold, do we not? We do. We still filter it through our biases, prejudices, through the patriotism that, that we feel towards our governments, towards your leaders, that sense of, of duty of I've got to stick up for A, B, and C because this is my country and that's your country. So a lot of that is still very much ingrained. 
But a lot of that can be challenged as being demonstrated since your Vietnam Wars. We will use the, the Western world as an example because our instrument has more knowledge of that region of your planet. A lot of that, that sort of critical thinking sort of started coming about during your Vietnam War because the, the children, young kids at that time, they, they had the, the consciousness and they also had the, they had the awareness as well as the critical thinking to really look at the whole thing. And the reason why that a lot of those younger folks were able to bring so much attention to this war was one, because of their increased level of consciousness and awareness. Two, they didn't have the distractions that many of their parents and or grandparents had. They didn't have to worry about a mortgage so much. They didn't have to worry about who's gonna take care of my five kids. How am I gonna get groceries? Where am I gonna work? So those extraneous factors weren't as impactful on their lives at that particular time. So the amount of energy they could invest into really analyzing the situation was much greater. Okay. The lenses that we have are very different. We, we as, a, as a country, the United States, and this is evident in, around the globe as well, a significant polarization of interpretation of these experiences that are coming to us more rapidly now. Are they not? Yes, they are. And again, many of your peoples that that we would that you would deem to be very oh patriotic, they love their country, they love their people, they want to they want to maintain their values and they're not going to allow any other country or government to infringe upon that. So they're very ingrained in that. That is like their mindset and that's it and this is the way it's been since this country began and we're not going to change it. Oh, but let me look at the TV. What? That's really going on? Wow. They, they, they want to be able to vote for their own leaders like we do? I didn't know that. The myopic view of just their own country begins to be challenged, begins to kind of fade and put in a bright light that, that it's looked at more honestly and realistically because they see that it's not, not just my country that wants these things. Everybody wants these things. And even though they may look different than me and it, and they want the same things that I do. And the reason why I know this is because I talked to the person on that country or I read their story on, on your internet or I heard their interview, I saw their interview on your TV. Sort of begins to challenge that, that very myopic, patriotic soul belief that this is the way it is, we'll do whatever to, to preserve it. Oh, but when I see beyond my own borders and I see it for myself and I hear it for myself, then it, it really takes most aback and they have to sort of contemplate, wow, is, is what my country doing? It, I, we understand the general reason or rationale that's provided by our particular government. But in the back of my mind, is this, is this okay? Is this really necessary? Why, if we want to make all these changes within these countries, why is so much violence so necessary? You know, and the more interaction that, that people have globally with, um, with other countries and, and religions and more understanding, the more those walls can eventually break down. Now, this is going to take much, much time in your terms, but just those additional pieces of information that are presented in a di different sorts of ways, whether it be visual, you hear things, you have a conversation, you read somebody's perspective on the other side. All of those things begin to challenge that very myopic view of my government's correct, you're wrong, and that's the end of it. One of the objectives of third density and fourth density is to become aware and to begin, in elementary level, uh, begin to surrender our perceptions of autonomy. 
And from what I, I hear you saying, that that opportunity to become aware of the need to surrender our perception of our autonomy is actually being presented to us on a group level. Yes, it's being presented for one individual to realize that for themselves on their own by themselves is very, very challenging within your third density experience. It's very challenging without without having a support system of others that, that believe the same thing you did. So you become very, you really question, well, am I right? Am I wrong? So there's a lot of self-doubt that that critical thinking gets really kind of challenged from within. But when you when you look at a whole global scale, a whole lot like everybody is, is thinking this way or the majority of people are feeling that way, then you start to then you start to apply it to other aspects of your life and that real myopic thinking tends to dissipate because you look around and you see all these other aspects that are occurring now in conjunction with that back to what uh, you originally stated that pillar of support that we've discussed in the past yeah that pillar of support so if that one individual and that one particular country has this very myopic view oh we're the best we know everything you're wrong you should do what we do they have that very myopic viewpoint and that gets challenged. And what that does on a more less scary level to the individual, because it's not so personalized, it's generalized to the whole country. So it's not just me. It, I, it doesn't, it's not just, oh, you, you shouldn't uh, say that to your mom or you shouldn't treat your children that way. It's not so personally directed. They are a little more readily able and willing to sort of begin to release some of that core beliefs about a big topic that doesn't that affects them but not on a very personal intimate way if that makes sense it does so it begins to bring into the awareness the necessity of becoming aware of the some of the beliefs that we've incorporated into our hierophant yes yes many of those beliefs that have been passed down through your generations are ingrained and they're not questioned but as the awareness and the consciousness increases as well as the amount of information that's available those pillars sort of start to crumble because they are challenged, they are looked at, and that creates a conflict between your your younger uh, generations and the older generations that created all of these dynamics in the first place. So then there's that irritation occurring, but that's the general transition, that's the gradual demonstration of increased consciousness and awareness. Is this awareness progression uh, part of the design? Yes, that is the overall Uh, design is to increase the awareness and the consciousness. However, how it's done and how it's fully implemented and carried out is uh, is much more in the hands of your own peoples due to your free will. As a group, in order to achieve those things, the decisions need to be made by everybody to decide whether they want to go this way or that way. But these these decisions are important and these events kind of tend to push people to make that choice one way or the other. Okay. Thank you. What uh, is the next topic that you wanted to discuss today? Uh, the next thing we wanted to discuss on a more lighter note, <laughs> um, we spoke about the, the fourth density children that are coming in. Yes. We spoke about how they will dem- the, the differences that they will demonstrate when compared to their counterparts in third density. We think that we've covered that to, to a degree, unless you have more inquiries about the, their level of development, intellect, things of that nature. We feel that we've adequately described that. Yes, I agree. Yes. yes. So the next aspect that we would like to introduce in that, now that we're talking more on a global level, the in your history, many people of your listeners and or readers may be familiar with wanderers. Wanderers are incarnate beings from a higher density that have come down to the earth population to provide more information, 
to demonstrate a higher consciousness level of existing and being and interacting with others. That was the purpose of the wanderers for a reader and or listener to kind of get an overview of what this term means. They have come into your population, however, they've been limited in numbers that have come in and at different times, periods of your times, and they're dispersed across the globe. The difficulty with the wanderers, not only do they come in with this no no privileges that you have stated, no, you know, the veil is still there, they, they have no privileges, they come in just like everybody else, so they have to sort of work through all that in order to access the information that they were intended to deliver. So that takes time, and the reason why it's very, very difficult for wanderers because they feel so alone, because they feel like they think different, they know things that are different, they know this to be right, and yet they're ridiculed for it, they're ostracized, they don't fit into anything. It becomes very difficult without having a peer support around them to say, oh yeah, I had it. Oh yeah, I've always felt that way. Those amount of people that kind of can back each other up are very limited in that capacity. The difference between that And then the fourth density children that are coming in, they're coming in in much greater quantities, much greater levels, and they will be more readily accepted by the third density newly incarnate beings that are still around. They will be able to recognize each other when they're small, when they're infants, when they're children, when they're very small, because at that level, regardless of which density, third or fourth, the veil is relatively not fully intact. And the biases and prejudices that we develop over our lifetime are not there. They're not ingrained. You're right. I'm wrong. Those things don't really exist at that. So they are much, much more open. They're much more accepting of of their peers that they may look different, may think different, may play different, may color different. There is not that that criticism of the other if they're different from me. There is much more of a a cohesiveness and much more acceptance of some of these fourth fourth density folks that are coming in to their third density peers of an equal age. That will help them, the fourth density, to realize that they're not alone, that there are lots of other children just like me, and a few of these third density children accept me and they kind of get it and they want to learn more. That's really, I think that's really neat as they get older. And so there's a much more cohesive sort of blending of the two when they begin as infants, as young children. Now, once they get into their adolescent years, that, that connection hasn't already been established It may be challenged to some degree, but if it hasn't been established, it will never be established. That's how the fourth density children kind of have more of an advantage than the wanderers did because A, there's more of them, they're more dispersed again throughout the globe, and they can recognize each other very quickly based upon a vibratory level. Without saying a word, they they resonate very closely with someone else of their own nature, where they just came from. And also the fourth density children coming in They still have a remembrance of what third density was like. So when they come back, they think, oh yeah, oh gosh, I remember all this. Okay, I feel really bad for you guys. You know, let let us help you out. So they have, they, they, as a group, they have a much, much easier remembrance of what they just went through to get to where they're at now. Their level of compassion and love um, is elevated to some degree because they, they can so relate to what, the, the experience that third density beings are going through. That kind of helps them and encourages them to display more acts of love and compassion and to be less um, reluctant to do so, not only because they have that increased desire to love and to teach, but also they have enough support around them from other people just like them to go ahead and continue that on a much broader scale versus a one-to-one ratio. Okay, thank you. 
Let's back up and talk about wanderers and then get back to the fourth density children. In an ideal third in, in consciousness in general, mm-hmm. not just not limited to just third, third density, consciousness learns and advances by observing what they perceive to be others and observing that they are happier than the observer. And the observer is motivated, as we've talked about, to get more of what they like, which is, which reinforces their degree of happiness with the objective of becoming blissful. But the individual that is the observer begins to observe others and notes, or in their perspective, notes that the other, the one that they are observing is happier. And so the thought process is, if I had the possessions that that other person has, or if I behaved as that other person has, which is secondary to the elementary development of just coveting other possessions, then I would be as happy as that person. And that doesn't always work out, but we have to try it. We learn by trial and and error. Mm -hmm. And consciousness ideally observes those that have advanced along the awareness scale, the evolutionary scale, observes that they are happier than they are, and they begin to amend their behavior and consequently their thoughts and so forth until they become the equivalent level of consciousness of that of those that are observed is that correct yes this is true but you also have to keep in mind we we and many of your peoples would like to think oh this person's really happy what are they doing oh they're being kind to their children they're kind to their spouse they're kind to their their co-workers oh i need to be more like them well you have to consider their motivation for wanting to change some of your people yes they want to be a better person they want to be kinder they want to be nicer they want to be happy like this person that's the the path that they want to take now other folks they can just as easily follow someone else's lead but their motivation is totally different their motivation is gosh this person is a ceo of this company i can do that what did he do and so they begin to follow what that person did and that's a very sort of negative path that they begin to kind of attain that level of success, admiration, material things that this person has that they want. They kind of go that route. So they begin to follow that person as well. So it goes both ways, but it's all dependent upon the motivation insofar as whom they seek out and who they feel will be the best to propel them to the desire that they want to be at. But the motivation is the same to get more of what they like. It is. The motivation is the same to get more of what, they, what like. they perceive what they like is different. Yes. What they perceive is what they need and what they love and what they like are two totally very different things. Okay. The intent of the wanderers, of the, the goal of the wanderers, well, step before that. The third density population that Earth has experienced has been unsuccessful and repeated third density total experiences in generating from within individuals that have achieved the higher dimensions of the third density experience. Consequently, the wanderers ideally would incarnate, awaken, do the work necessary, and achieve that status or that behavioral pattern of the higher levels of the uh, that, that emerges in the higher uh, dimensions of the density. 
thereby triggering or providing models for the rest of the population to emulate. Is that correct? That is correct. However, in conjunction with that, a lot of that investment into your third density population to help them advance. For example, you know, as we discussed before, uh, those of Ra, those of the Pleiadians, of different groups of that that have tried to intervene and try to intercede, they overshot it. They came down with tremendous information, but the consciousness of the group didn't, didn't have the awareness or the understanding. It didn't make sense to them. All of this investment was short-sighted. It was not, we, the, the expectation... It was only moderately successful. Yes, yes. The, the expectation of the outcome of that was not at all successful. So the continuation of that goes on and on through your different people that have been admired and emulated over the years of your years, such as your, your Buddha, Muhammad, who was originally a service to others, but that's a whole other story, and your Jesus and things of that nature. And they, their, their idea was to, again, demonstrate and give examples and parables as your Jesus did to kind of get people in that mode of thinking. Those people came in, we shouldn't say people, those beings came in, obviously, at a much higher density level with a much greater understanding of love and a much greater understanding of why people behave the way they do, whether it's good or bad. So their goal was to, they feel compassion, they feel empathy, they they want to help, they feel the love, they feel like, you know, we need to do this, we've got to do something. So I will go down and I will do this, this, and this. And that um, motivation to do that is very great. And and many of those peoples and, and people uh, that are not recognized in your um, scholarly books and or churches, uh, things of that nature, I've done the same thing. But it has to be that the information that's given has to be at a level to where the population is. And many times that has not been done. And another thing too is that many of these beings, they come from total love. They have we wouldn't say mastered, but almost mastered the the level of love that is to be learned in your fourth density. So they have the capacity to come down and emulate that and demonstrate to the people how to do that, how to advance themselves. But some of them have not attained fifth density, which is the level of wisdom. And in the level of wisdom is applied to the level of love. And when that is done, this, yes, the, 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 the great things that these people want to do, we want to elevate consciousness and all of these things, but we need to put a little wisdom into that to say, well, if, you know, if I do too much of this, if I do too much for them, then they're not going to get it and it'll be for naught. So there is, so the wisdom plays a big part insofar as how pervasive... Mitig- mitigate the, the exuberance of the love level. Yes, yes. It, it, it kind of tones it down a little bit and it puts it... We wouldn't say one puts the brakes on it, but it views the same situation with more awareness, obviously, if you're in fifth density than fourth density. So they understand the motivation of fourth density. However, the fourth density lacks the wisdom to look at the whole picture a little more objectively than in fourth density. Fourth density, they're, they're all in love, they're motivated, let's go, you know. But the, the wisdom, the density above that recognizes that, but also recognizes the need for some suffering. So they have the oversight to recognize that maybe this group isn't quite ready for this information. We should try elsewhere first. So there's a little more um, dissemination insofar as 
where these people will incarnate and, and how they will interact with others. Do the others, are they more receptive to um, a group learning environment? Are they more receptive to writings? Are they more receptive to listening to one individual, expressing the information? So all of those things come from the level of wisdom insofar as how to disseminate that love to the consciousness level of the population that they wish to go to. But it's not only messaging, it's serving as a model. Yes, serving as a model as well. We Yes, we, we use messaging, but all of that is serving as a model. That's just one aspect besides the behavioral. But the verbal message, too, is very important. Well, the verbal message is necessary in order to develop that critical thinking. It is necessary to develop that critical thinking. Again, as we've stated, if the third density being is willing, uh, has the desire to, and the energy to explore that, if they're willing to sort of think outside of their own box, if they're willing to expand and go beyond that, and if they have the time, if they have the energy and the motivation. So all of these things have to come into play before the critical thinking can really be applied to these new concepts. Well, therein is the importance of the suffering, because if they're not unhappy, then it's unlikely that they're going to change based on the premise that we stay the same until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Yes, and and that is a good uh, motivation to get somebody to sort of analyze themselves and change what they're doing and things of that nature. So so that that sort of suffering, if you call it that that pain that that's caused, is is a great uh, catalyst to get people to change. But also too, on the other hand, you have to remember that even if somebody does attain that level, say they. They observed so-and-so, and they're really happy. What did they do? Okay, well, I'm going to do what they did. Oh, wow. Okay, I did all these things. I feel really good. Wow, this is great. This was a great model. They, they gave great examples as far as how to get there. So I'm really happy. They can go beyond that. Just because they're happy and they feel content and they feel some moderate amount of bliss from time to time, they can go above that. They can still expand their critical thinking. They can still shoot higher for being for more bliss and more happiness by observing and emulating and you know, doing critical thinking to this information that's being brought in. So it's not just we reach this plateau of okay, this is I think I have enough now. I'm done. It, it keeps on going. It keeps on going. And so the capacity to keep on going again requires more investment, time, motivation, as well as critical thinking of whatever information they deem to be most helpful helpful to propel them forward in their evolutionary path. A similar analogy, which is quite simplistic, we desire a new car, we see another person driving a fancy car. And we decide that if I had that car, I'd be as happy as that person is driving that car. So we buy the car and we're excited about the car for six months and then all of a sudden that new exciting car just becomes my car. We reach a plateau, we move, we've moved out of the level, what I describe as the level of chaos which is the perpetuation of the stress and the suffering. We observe, we make the decision that, uh, or the observation that I'm not happy. All all what I'm doing, even though I'm busy, I'm not happy. So you look around, you see someone else that looks happier than you are, and you begin to emulate that person until you achieve their level of consciousness. Mm And but you plateau there yes. until such time as you again become dissatisfied with your level of progression, your level of happiness. You seek, search around for someone else that seems happier than you are. And so again, you begin the process of 
migrating to that higher level of awareness, that higher level of consciousness. Yes? Uh, For the most part, but we would say that once that person reaches that level of happiness, they, they don't necessarily become dissatisfied. They don't say, well, this isn't enough. I want more. That, that, that is not necessarily there. That sort of dreadful, well, what's next kind of thing. That, that's not there. That sort of um, catalyst of, of being some negative events occurring constantly, things of that nature, doesn't have to be present. They have the consciousness to know that they can go higher, but they don't necessarily need such a dramatic catalyst to get them to keep going because they recognize, okay, I started here and I followed this person and now I'm really happy just like so-and-so. But it's still a stair-step process. It is a stair-step process, but just but once they reach that level of I'm just as happy as this person, they can still go forward. They can still advance above that, but it they doesn't... Become, they become self-motivated. Yes, they become self-motivated. They, they know they can go higher, but they don't need... They might need... Of course, they would need a catalyst to begin that path, but it doesn't have to be as dramatic as it was when they first started the whole journey. Right. And I describe that as while we're in chaos... And we make that decision to seek. We're running away from the stick. But once we get a bite of the apple, then we're motivated to get more of the apple because the apple tastes good. Mm -hmm. So we're no longer running away from the stick. We're pursuing the apple for the apple's sake. Well, another way to look at that, too, is that the level of fear that you associate with that stick, if you keep if you keep giving it that energy of fear, I need to get away with this. Oh, my gosh, that dread that persists, but but if it gives you an opportunity to shift your vibration to something more positive. So you pay more attention to that apple, you seek it more, you you think about it more, you you resonate more with it. And so less attention is paid to that stick. There's less worry, there's less anxiety of that stick coming back bigger and hitting you harder. There's far less anxiety because your attention, your consciousness level and your your direction of where you want to go is focused elsewhere. That vibration goes that way and the stick begins to fade in the background. It's that it's that focus of the energy that can dissipate that stick while but that is only done not only, but that's a main way to to elevate your your happiness, your positivity, your feelings of good and good things happen to you by changing your focus. And if you change it to something that's not so scary, you're not so dreadful, you're not so anxious that then you know the world's gonna collapse. If you could kind of get rid of a lot of that and focus on the more positive, then the more, then the further you can go. The progression through the, our evolution, particularly in third density, the less stress that we experience, the greater happiness we do experience. So it's a direct correlation. If we reduce our stress by moving away from the stick, reducing our fear of potential events, and pursue that lessening of stress, the happiness automatically appears. Does it not? Yes, it does. Because you're, you're, where your energy and your attention is being focused is not towards something that you deem to be harmful or negative. So there's not so much energy and investment put into that particular thought or that event or those types of events. The energy is directed elsewhere. So a lot of that anxiety and fear and stress, as you call it, diminishes the more that you can shift your awareness elsewhere. And the goal as you increase your awareness, you have more of a, a capacity and more of a, a understanding as far as how to do that, why that's important, and, but most importantly, how to do it and to recognize that that's what you need to do. So that awareness and that increased consciousness 
helps you recognize that this is what you need and or should do. But not everybody is at that point. Not everybody, they say, oh, that would be nice. I'd love to do that. But, oh yeah, they, they, I'd like to try that. But they're aware that they have to do something, but they don't, they don't know how to turn and direct that attention to something more positive and leave all the negativity behind because they've gotten so accustomed to it. The new, whether it's good or bad, becomes a little scary, as we stated before, because now you're challenging my core beliefs, my my support system, everything that, I, that I've lived by, that I know, and, and you want me to shift it into something that, yes, seems better, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure, but I know if I stay over here, I know what's going to happen. But if I go over here, yeah, it could be better, but I don't know. So there's that fear as well. And that comes from just a lack of awareness of where to direct your attention. And we shift our direction premised upon the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of change. And we change. Yes. We start pursuing the apple instead of running away from the stick. Yes, for the most part, yes. And the, one of the primary reasons, my perspective, is to why the Earth popula- third density population has had such difficulties is the inability to generate from within an adequate number of models to emulate that have achieved the higher dimensional third density experience. Therefore, the purpose of the awareness is to substitute that. Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, other people can recognize, oh, well, they changed. They're really happy. But and that, that was their particular journey. And I would like to go there. But I need to realize for myself that the only way to get there is to change my intention, to change my direction of, of, of vibration and energy towards what I want to do. And only the individual person can do that. The person that they're emulating can't do that for them. They can just kind of show them how to do it. But it depends, it's incumbent upon the individual that wants to get there insofar as how much time, energy, investment, exploration of, of any additional information that might help them get there. That is on them. For them to get to that level, it can be one lifetime, could be five, six. It's, it's you know, again, there's no right or wrong time periods. That doesn't really matter. But it's incumbent upon the person to make that internal change by kind of by watching that person but that person that's doing all those great things can't do it for you and that seems pretty self-evident you have to you have to generate your own motivation you have to generate your own path and so far as how to get to where you want to be that's very personal nobody can do that for you they can just kind of give you hints and advice and guidance but how you assimilate all that and how you integrate that into your own personal biases prejudices obligations how you incorporate that and then directed elsewhere. That's a very personal journey. Right. The hope for the remaining third density population, and this is a a presumption on my part, are that the children, fourth density children that are coming in, will substitute for the remaining period of time of the third density occupation some models for them to emulate. Is that correct? That is correct. And again, as we stated before, if a third density child is born and a fourth density child is born at relatively at the same of your time and they become friends and and they get to know each other from a small age, we cannot emphasize this enough, from a very small age, they can accelerate more and they can they can interact more. They don't resent that that person. Oh wow, what, why did they know so much more than me, huh? What? So there's no, so as an adult, you can develop that resentment. Like wow, I would really like to be like so and so. They seem to have it together. I don't know why, and I don't think that they should have it. So that resentment, those excuses to not pursue it, are, are much more readily available, and they're easy to fall back on. Versus a child 
you, you see what they're doing. Wow. And you don't question it. You don't resent it. You don't have so much as much self-doubt and, and as much um, influence from others telling you, oh, you can't do that. Oh, they've been playing the piano since they were two. What makes you think you can play it by the time you're four? So there's there's really, that's not internalized so much as it is when you're a little bit older, when the influences and, and thoughts of others really tend to become more internalized. But the third density children being born now are of the higher dimensions of third density. Yes. And numerically in ratio to the fourth density children is relatively small, is it not? Yes, yes. It's not is not exactly the same. It is less, but their capacity to understand and to increase their vibration almost to, if not to their level, it is much more available and easier to attain. That acceptance and that exchange of information and vibration is much easier than, say, a third density that's at, that's at the lower dimensions of that density. They, they will be very irritated and uncomfortable pretty much for their whole incarnation at that particular time. Yeah, it's a much, much shorter step. Yes. Yeah, okay. But the older generations of third mm-hmm. density that are here, um, they too uh, potentially could benefit from the third, fourth density children if they are adequately aware. Yes, and, and typically, for you know, a majority of people as they get older and they relinquish a lot of their needs for attaining this, attaining that, uh, taking care of this, that, and the other. I got it, you know, that I got it, got it, got it. When that sort of subsides a little bit, when they kind of get in that mode where I don't have to work 50 hours a week, I don't have to do this. I have time for me. I can sit down. I can think. I can release that hold that I felt like I needed on all these things for so long, they sort of realize over their lifetime that maybe all of that wasn't so necessary. They're at a point where they have the time to reflect. They have the openness to look back upon their experiences and say, well, you know, maybe this corporation really wasn't as honest as I thought they were. Or maybe I participated in this particular organization knowing that they were dishonest. And that they misled people and oh gosh that that's probably not a good thing so they're able to sit back and look at those things and then when they look at the fourth density children they're they're much more open to them they're much more intrigued they're they're much more wow you know this is this is a different type of child but they don't necessarily condemn it or ridicule it they're just interested in it because they have the time they've had the lifetime experience to know and to recognize, uh, you know, this person is a shyster, this person is honest. So they have that, they've learned to disseminate that on their own. And then when they see these fourth density children, they see it too. And they think, wow, this, this is great. And they have the time to interact with them. A lot of those walls and barriers that your middle-aged people have put up and the resistance to accepting new information because they don't have the time, first of all, and they don't have the desire to. So a lot of that gets eradicated. But again, the older populations are going to eventually leave this planet if they're still on the third density cycle and they will go to another planetary third density experience. And those that are ready to graduate, as you say, will do precisely that. And then there was no real, no need to come back to this particular density. Right. They pick up where they left off in right. the new, their new home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Okay. We... Our instrument is getting tired, so we, we uh, are very glad that we could elaborate a bit more on our previous chat. We felt like more of an explanation was required to kind of put it all together, not only on an individual level, but on a global level, insofar as how all these events interact 
together to motivate people and to change things. Great. Thank you very much. As always, it's a pleasure. Thank you.